good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This and every Sunday until 11 a.m., at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show that continues to sweep the nation. And at uh, noon, Badass Babes, and then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. And many, many more shows continue after that. This and every talk show Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Our number, 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. And this is a historic day in the history of the show because... We have a new on-air read. Sisters with Purpose seeks to empower women and their families by providing resources that will help them develop necessary skills to become engaged community participants. On March 28th, they will be hosting their annual Women's History Luncheon to honor the amazing women in their community. For more information, check out sisterswithpurpose.net. That's sisterswithpurpose.net. See? Wasn't that exciting? A history has been made yet again here on Young Persons Radio. Now, we sprang forward last night. We lost an hour, uh, but I know that will not hurt our audience numbers today. Why? Because my audience, they get up with the dawn. Up with the dawn, down with the dawn. That's our motto. We do not know rest here at Young Persons Radio. We do not know leisure. We do not know luxury. We do not know relaxation. We do not know fatigue. We do not know weariness. We do not know the snooze button. We do not know leaving early. We do not know phoning it in. We only know the relentless marching forward of our mission, which is to work the soil, toe the earth, plant good seeds, reap the harvest, and bring you the funniest goddamn show you've ever heard. And to help, Ginny Sanborn is here. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How's it going? What's poppin'? Are you amped? I'm so amped. And, you know, Kolb, happy International Women's Day. Hey, right back at you. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? You are, in the world of this show, the torch carrier <gasps> for women. Oh, my God. Today. Huge. Could you imagine if I had, how embarrassing it would be if I had a male guest? Oh, wow. When you put a coffee cup in front of me that says just that. That's so nice. <laughs> what does the coffee cup say? Oh, it says torch carrier for International Women's Day yeah. for YPR. We have one of those for every holiday. Oh, that's uh, so thoughtful. For Memorial Day, I have an active service man or woman on. Wow, your budget's huge. <laughs> yeah, they're really hard. They're really hard to get. Uh, uh, but they come and they tell me about what they're up to and we play silly little games that's so nice that's like classic military man too they love that well they keep telling me that they want to just be treated like a normal Mm -hmm. guest and i was like are you sure because your life is is different way more exciting than that of uh, a new york city comedian they're like no 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 just do what you normally do and then i'm just like man what what show do you watch when you're sick they're like pearl harbor (laughs) ever heard of it (laughs) <laughs> people in the military army wives. can only get invested in stuff that is like set in the military <laughs> yeah you're exactly. just like yeah you ever watch a great british bake-off they're just like what is that <laughs> sorry i was out there watching pearl harbor <laughs> <laughs> i can't relate to that show no me neither so jenny mm-hmm. sanborn yep actor oh my Writer. Yep. Improviser. Yep. Um, podcast guest. Podcast guest. Have you ever done a podcast that wasn't this show? Um, this is your third appearance on this yeah, show. Yeah, I... People are saying this is her third time. She's finally going to get it right. <laughs> you know what? That is probably what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Come on, Jenny's Third time's the charm. You got to make it work. Um, I, you know, I'm sure I have been a guest mm-hmm. on another podcast, yeah. but I can't think of it right now. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't a very memorable experience. If, you know, whatever it was, I don't, who cares? Yeah. It wasn't YPR. So that's right. Blocked it out of my brain. I think we got to get one of these, like watch every episode of some big TV show thing going. I think that's how oh, we yeah. get, I think that's how we get super famous. It worked. For I think the, that's great. It worked for the Gilmore guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked for the office ladies. 
Oh, yeah. That is their claim that's, to fame. That's what made them famous. Have you listened to Office Lady? I haven't. Have you? I have. It was like for a time, like it comes out on Wednesdays and I was like very diligent listening to it every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I have fallen off the wagon a little bit. Yeah. Because it's while it's very interesting. Yeah. It's a little annoying. Sure. I imagine it would be. A little annoying. Yeah. What's it, what annoying about it specifically? Um, just the, you know, podcast, they got to have banter. Uh-huh. And this one is no exception. And it's the banter that makes me a little crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, are they not good? They don't have a. It's a, a like, chemistry. that's not, that's not their forte. I see. And, I see. but when, you know, we hear the little tidbits from on the set uh-huh. and interviews with fellow crew and cast members. Yeah. I'm all over. Okay, yeah. Talk yeah. to me. But my, otherwise my worry with that no, show you. is like office gets bad after a while, right? Mm, so a sh- lot of people say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that my loyalty to the office um kind of blinds me a little bit. So I think it's oh, sure. all perfect. Okay, okay, I understand. Um, understand but yeah. I, a lot of most people think that it does decline post Steve Carell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Spader. I love James Spade. Oh, yeah. Robert California. Robert California. And we got Kathy Bates in yes, there for a little that's bit. That's true. I just think James Spader is a perfect actor. I've never seen him be bad or not entertaining. Um, yeah. Yeah, he is. And he's like, um, I don't know. I ha- he's. It's sort of like how I'm. Um, like Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves, like we know what they're like as actors. Yeah. But we have like a pretty good idea of what we think they're like as human <laughs> beings. I think James Spader also falls into that category. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um he has did you ever watch the show The Blacklist? Um, no, my I think my parents watch it or watched it. Okay, yeah. And then one time I was walking to work like five years ago and I walked past the set. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh he plays a criminal mastermind who decides mm-hmm. to go straight and help the FBI. Yeah. Where perhaps his daughter works. <laughs> anyway. Perhaps. We don't know. <laughs> well, I only watched the first season and it, it's uh, it's left ambiguous at the end of the first season, although it's ah. strongly hinted at. Got it. Anyway, he has a line in it that I think about all the time um, and would <laughs> love to one day drop on someone at a party because while at a party, he says to a woman he's dancing with. Oh, my. My plane is 15 minutes from here. We could be in Tegucigalba, Honduras by sundown. I would love for that to be true for Holy me. Holy cow. What? Where in Honduras? Tegucigalba, the capital city. <laughs> I just think it's so funny you know that he what? says city and country. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know the city, so I guess it's for audiences true, like yeah, me. Yeah. I, but he, he has this plane. They could go anywhere. And instead <laughs> they choose to go to... Or he chooses to go uh-huh. to Honduras. And you might be wondering, in this episode, are they in South America, in the Caribbean even, when this takes place? They're in D.C. They're in D.C.? <laughs> so, God. Uh, James Bader, perfect. Ginny, we've been doing these predictions for the week mm-hmm. on this show. This is a new segment we've yeah. been trying out. Yeah. It's been going pretty well. Okay. We've been hearing from people that they... Um, responding positively. They're responding positively. People Great. are tweeting about it. Right. So we've been doing these predictions for the week. This show airs live Sundays. It does not come out as a podcast till Friday because of station rules. So, <laughs> so it's on Friday when we'll listen to it and be like, damn it, Jenny, you're right again. Yeah, exactly. It, it, does it make it hard to do topical episodes like when we had Maddie Whittle in here for Oscar predictions? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I think we're going to lean into it with this segment. Okay. This is like something that could happen to you or to anyone uh, between now and Friday. And then on Friday, we'll see if it's right. Okay. Um, should I go first? Yeah. Okay. One of my predictions <clears throat> is maybe this is a little sad, but oh I think maybe the coronavirus mm. is going to... Do we know how many deaths we're at in the United States? I think 89. Something like that. Or maybe yeah. that's cases. I know there are 47 confirmed cases in New York State. Okay, so let's say New York State. Yesterday. I think by this time next week, New York State is going to have, we're going to be in the, the low triple digits. Okay. Okay. 
Low triple digits for coronavirus. Yes, for COVID nineteen. So like a let's say like a one ten. Uh huh. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. One ten. One ten for the week. Okay. Yeah. Mine is also coronavirus related. Oh, okay. My prediction is I will go to the grocery store after this uh, show and yep. I will buy a bunch of food expecting a quarantine to happen this week, but it won't happen and I will still eat out every night and all the food will go bad because I keep going to crowded places mm-hmm. in close quarters like restaurants. I will get the coronavirus and then I'll be in the hospital and then everyone who's ever wronged <gasps> me will come to my bedside and apologize to me. It's 100% true. And I'll finally feel the vindication that I so slap them each across the face. That's right. (laughs) And I'll say, and I'll say, you didn't look then, boys. Fellas, don't go looking now. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good prediction. Thank you. And I think, um, very well thought out and, um, obviously thought of with sound find, (laughs) um, thinking, Purely logistically. One step follows the other. Yep. Very rationally. Exactly. I've always said. Yep. So those were our predictions for the week. Those were our predictions for the week. And I was telling you, uh, this is is the first time we're doing this next one on the show. Okay. This is a segment called Pleasant Chats. Oh, okay. In this segment, you discuss a mundane joy that you find in your life. Now, this could be... The perfect uh, uh, serving of Chinese food. It could be going for a nice walk. Okay. It could be someone says something nice to you this week that you'll remember forever. It's a pleasant chat with Jenny and Kolb. A pleasant chat. Yeah. I can go first. You can go first. You go first. I went first first. last time. This was before we talked about it before the show. This is exactly what I was going to talk about. Okay. I had... Maybe the best Reuben sandwich <gasps> of my life yesterday at the Court Street Grocer. Hell in the yeah, Fort dude. Green neighborhood of Brooklyn. Nope, Carroll Gardens. Carroll Gardens neighborhood of Brooklyn. <laughs> and uh, it made me so happy. And I sat eating it outside on a bench. And oh boy, everybody should go there. <laughs> oh man, hard shout out for Court Street Grocer. Really, really great. On would Reuben you, sandwich. Would you believe it? It's on Court Street. And I tell you what, these Reuben sandwiches... Very easy to make a mistake. You overload mm-hmm. it with sauerkraut. The corned beef is too thick, mm-hmm. so you can't quite get a good bite with everything in it, mm-hmm. you know? But this thing, perfectly proportioned. Oh, love that diagonally. journey for you. Love that journey for you. So that the fir- I, I find, and I think Nicholson Baker would agree, that the first bite <clears throat> of a diagonally cut sandwich is the perfect first bite. Oh, yeah. Of a sandwich. I love that. Oh, man. That's oh, my pleasant chat. That is so pleasant. Wow. You know, mine is also food related. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these in the future are going to be food related. Yeah, probably. Um, so yesterday I woke up and I decided to get a bagel. And nice. um, my partner went out and he bought bagels for us. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, and we have been watching the show Lost, mm. ABC's Lost, yeah. from the year of our Lord, 2004. Yep. We're on season two, and it's incredible. Um, I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. But so he came back. Um, we're sitting upright, Indian style in bed. Excuse me, crisscross applesauce. There you not go. Indian yeah. style. No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> and... You know, I just had my egg and cheese on sesame. Oh, yeah. And when I hit play on my little Hulu and I hear the the ABC, hmm, it's not like a chime because it's not like the NBC chime, mm-hmm. but whatever their little thing is. Yeah. Um, And I had a warm sandwich in my hand and I had just woken up and I was still in my jammies. It was just, oh, it felt so nice. Uh-huh. Oh, it felt yeah. felt so safe. I was like, I'm in my bed. I got a warm Sammy in my hands <laughs> and I'm going to watch this insane television show. <laughs> How far are you guys into it? We're in season two, um, early in season two, maybe nice. like six or seven gotcha, episodes. Gotcha. So the tension is high. Tension is high. Uh-huh. <laughs> others, the others are out there. 
and I can't wait to meet him. So your sandwich, you. I don't want to steer too far away from the sandwich. Okay, pl- yeah, please. You don't do bacon, you do just egg and cheese? Um, Sometimes I'll do bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, And you know, yesterday, as delicious as that sandwich was, I was like, this could use a little salt. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I want that sodium in the form of bacon. Another follow-up question. Yeah. Is this from your bodega, from a bagel this is from shop? a bagel shop. Okay, bagel called shop. Bagels by the Park. Bagels by the Park. Yeah, where um, is it? It is on Smith Street, right by um, Carroll Park. That's the park. That's the park. Um, there was another bagel shop that we used to go to, called. I don't know if I should shut them out if I'm gonna just like destroy them really quick. <laughs> um, called Line Bagels, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and we went there one time and. Asked for like egg and cheese bagels and they were like, sorry, kitchen's closed. And this was at like 1030 on a Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah, We were like, really? Okay. And then I think I asked for um, an everything bagel and they're like, nope, we're out. Gotcha. Sesame? Nope, we're out. Uh Uh-huh. And they were out of everything. Oh, jeez. And we were just like, um, okay. I tell you what, I like sesame bagels. Yeah. Like them a lot. hero. I usually go for the everything. Yeah, first. I usually do too. But I do love a sesame. I love it. If I'm going to a place and they're like, yeah, I know everything's right now, would you do sesame? I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure. But that's the worst tasting sesame bagel I'm ever going to Oh, have. hell yeah. Because I went in wanting the everything. Mm-hmm. And just getting the sesame. And just getting sesame. Only but you know what's, what's nice is if when you go in and you ask for an egg bagel. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, we have egg everything. Hey. And I'm like. Oh, absolutely yes. you do. Now. That's what I want. Do you remember Bagel Boss Guy? <gasps> yes. <laughs> the pause oh, made it sound word. like you know him. I forgot <laughs> about that. Do oh, you my God. see... Any chance of you becoming a Bagel Boss Guy type figure? Oh. Where you're yelling at people in line for your bagel? Mm. Because I, for myself, totally do. You see that for yourself? Yeah. I also see that for you. I think it's like it's a walking a razor's edge Yeah, with that. Oh, wow. You know, I don't see that for myself, but I do see myself actively wanting that anytime I'm in a bagel shop. You Specifically me freaking out at other customers? Oh, yeah, and also myself. Oh, like, sure. I don't yeah, think yeah. I could do it, but I can see myself being in line and being like, if I just had that confidence, that <laughs> that that confidence yes. of Colby Smith and also the bagel boss. Yes. My, my life would be so different. Confidence is definitely the <laughs> takeaway of that video. Just like, watch that. Just going, this guy is so confident. <laughs> this guy believes in himself. <laughs> Love that. That's really good. I could be the bagel boss guy. I feel I, I have such a weakness for public freak out videos. Oh, yeah. You know, like a video of a guy just like losing it on the street. I think it's the funniest thing. What there are th- is a favorite of yours? Let's make it real quick. We're going to make a list of the funniest things. Okay. Number one is people losing it on the streets okay. for no reason. Number two? Number two, people falling through tables. Oh, yeah. People falling through tables is the funniest. It pe- Just people falling down. Very funny. I work with kids. They fall down all the time. Oh, I yeah. laugh every time. It's very funny. People because it's missing like, their chairs. It's like... um. Out of, with kids, it's like out of nowhere. It's like when dogs fall down. It's like they're standing and then they just fall. Uh-huh. It's also very unfair because the tables are like just too high, I think, for them to sit comfortably. So they'll stand up and like work with their Play-Doh and then like go to sit back down and just fucking miss that chair. <laughs> and I laugh every time. Oh, oh, little kiddos. Oh, it's really, really good. That's so funny. Anyway, what were we, is bagel, what were we talking about? Uh, the funniest things. Funniest things, yeah, yeah. So public freakouts. Public freakouts. People falling through tables slash just falling down. Yes. Um, number and, three. Um, I think those are the two funniest things. <laughs> those are things. the two things, yeah. For me, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those, are, those are really good. Funny jokes are like eight mm-hmm. on the list. Totally. Um. 
My favorite public freakout uh-huh. is there is a this is from like I think 2013. There is a guy playing he's like trombone on the street, like busking, and this like little old man comes <gasps> up and loses oh, no. his oh, mind on this poor guy. No. Keeps telling him he's bad at playing the trombone. Um, and I've got to find this thing. The guy's just like, I've been trained classically. I've been trained contemporaneously. I know this instrument backwards and front. And you, sir, are a paltry simulacrum of an artist. Holy like, cow. You must guy find loses it. Loses his mind. Oh, that's very funny. You know, I'm not, I don't think I'm very well versed in the world of, um, public freakouts that are you know viewable on youtube have you ever seen something like this happen i've seen a public freakout okay let's hear it um and it was during a showtime on the subway okay um and for all of our out-of-state listeners who are plentiful i'm sure Uh that's when people get on the subway and say it's showtime and then do like flips and tricks yes it's on the poles really impressive it's very impressive it's also pretty annoying um and sometimes if the train is a little crowded they'll like push you out of the way to say like hey we don't want to hit you Uh um but this person did not want to move and he was reading his book and oh man he was like a college kid like kind of like a stereotypically nerdy college kid Mm -hmm. and he lost his mind oh boy and it was a pretty crowded train, and so we were all just like, "What? what is this? Yeah. There are some maybe uh, racial elements at play at this one that I don't feel comfortable commenting upon. Uh, the one I'm discussing? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> almost certainly. Um, but I do remember that um, the, the Showtime guys had some very smart retorts to this man, <laughs> and... The other people on the train were like loving it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just like really cheering on this like verbal back and forth yeah, between yeah. Showtime guy and reading guy, <laughs> and nerd, yeah, and, and pathetic nerd. It was wild. <laughs> that's really yeah. good. That's probably the go. biggest public. Here's account. small angry. This video is entitled "Small Angry Man Yells at Trumpet Player in New York City." Okay. Okay. No, no, you go. This guy hates this guy is playing the trumpet in his neighborhood. Let's get to where it gets closer. Here he comes. Who the hell do you think you are? He's so mad. Who the hell do you think you are? You any kind of artist? Anybody know who you are? Maybe everybody else wants to enjoy the peace and quiet. This is one of the most important places in all of North America. Who are you? Who are you? Oh, my word. presumptuous. No talent. No talent. You're no artist. An artist respects the silence. It serves as the foundation of creativity. (laughs) Whoa. That shit was rehearsed. That is, that's the line. A true artist respects the silence that serves the foundation for creativity. Oh, my word. Small angry man yelling that at trumpet player in New York City. This Uh, is one of the most important places in North America. Okay. And you know what? That's true. (laughs) Maybe his first mistake to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, great street freak out. Uh. We're gonna move on to another new segment. Jenny okay. Sanborn. This one is Let's hear it. this one is called irrelevant bullshit. Okay. Love this it. This is where we talk about the things that we're consuming. Could be music, could be movies, mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. books, could be okay. 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 television shows. That are just not in the uh, zeitgeist at all. Got you know, it. Because we can't be expected to just keep up with everything yeah. all the time. I mean, we're with it, but, but we're with how it. with it can you really be? The culture is following us, not the other way mm-hmm. around. And baby, it's moving fast. <laughs> it's catching up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the segment. Okay. Okay. Um, should I go first? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this week, I um, 
created a playlist on my Spotify account. Here we go. Now we're talking. Um, or I, let's see, added to an existing playlist mm-hmm. that was only like six songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all like the music I was into in high school, plus or minus three years. Okay. Um, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Give us a taste. Okay, let me see if I can pull it up. It should also be noted that um, when I was putting this together, I had taken just taken a sleeping pill. I'd just taken a little Ambien mm-hmm. and was waiting for that that little guy to kick in. Yep, yep. And uh, it was it was starting to, and so I was like <laughs> vaguely drugged when I was okay. creating this. So I, some of the stuff on here, I'm like, I don't even like this song. Why is this here? How did I find this? Okay, so here we go. Here's some of it. A little um. Hello, goodbye. Remember that that band? Okay, sure. Who was just one man? Um, okay, go. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, I have um, fireflies by Owl City. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, complicated by Avril Lavigne. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say la vie by Bewitched. Say la vie. That, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Say yeah. you will. Say, say you won't. Say you do, but I won't. Um, I have All American Rejects. I have Stacy's Mom. Oh, yes. Well, she's got it going on. She really does. Stacy's Mom. Uh, you know, I'd say she's all I want, and I've waited for so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I have some early Kelly Clarkson. I've got, um, yeah, here's one of the songs that, like, is from the time period, but. I didn't then, and I still do not enjoy it. Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. I don't like that song. Uh-huh. But Never it's on have. the list. But it's on the list. Um, yeah, so, you know, that type of stuff. I've got um, so a little Mandy Moore on here. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to remember the stuff that I was into, because, you know, I had such a wide range of tastes <laughs> as so demonstrated eclectic. by this playlist. Yeah. Um, so some of this is middle school, some of this is high school, some of this is college. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dark Blue by Jack's Mannequin. Remember that one? That's actually a very good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that is my irrelevant bullshit. All nice. this, so incredibly irrelevant. That, I mean, that is real. I mean, anytime. Oh, wow. There's no Michelle Branch on here. Now, see, that's, that's who am surprising. I? That is very surprising. You got to put Michelle Branch also, on there. Also, this Spotify says that Stacy's mom was by Bowling for Soup. That is incorrect. Yeah. Um, is Michelle Branch, does it make you happy? That's Cheryl Crow. Okay, yeah. I do have Cheryl Crow on my nice, list. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow is very good. I have, um, I'm going to soak up, up the sun. sun. Yes. Yeah. So good. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, what is your irrelevant bullshit? My irrelevant bullshit for this week is... What have you uh, been consuming? Uh, speaking of uh, uh, watching things with our uh, partner, mm-hmm. Friday night rolls around. Yep. What do we do? We watch not even the most recent <gasps> Mission Impossible movie. <gasps> I'm talking Mission Impossible Rogue Nation from 2015. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love that journey for you. <laughs> i tell you what. That thing holds up like it's <laughs> nobody's business. The whole movie... We're watching it, and we are just... It's like a contest to see who can the most time say, I love Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. <laughs> it go like this. Ten minutes would go by, I love Tom Cruise. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> For 2015? So from five years ago? I feel like five oh years ago God. is like, it's not long enough ago to be like, Oh, remember this? Isn't that fun? But not recent enough to be like, oh, so just like a couple of years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It's that sweet Was there, spot. Has there been another Mission Impossible since then? Oh, yes. Mission and is Tom Cruise Fallout. consistently in all of them? He is consistently in all of them. Okay. Um, in, uh, uh, when they made Ghost Protocol, I think they were maybe trying to set up that Jeremy Renner would take the series over, but that did not work out. Okay. Tom reprioritized okay. this thing. This, Got it. This six perfect movies. Wow. In this series. I saw when was when did the first one come out? Nineteen ninety six. Directed by Hollywood legend Brian De Palma. Holy cow. Okay, so I think it was the second Mission Impossible. Okay. I saw it at a drive in theater. Whoa. Yeah. In 
Tulsa, Texas. Oklahoma. Okay, okay, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Where I was I living at the time. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew this about your your past. My background, yeah. 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 You're Two years in... You're just like Tom Jode. Okie Time Who? Tom Jode. Who's that? You familiar with uh, uh, Grace of Wrath? You know, Jenny, are you familiar with Grace of Wrath? <laughs> mm, no. Because you know why, Colb? I'm a Philistine, okay? <laughs> I don't do books. <laughs> or, <laughs> I just do public freakout YouTube videos, okay? I think a new and I listen to Michelle Branch. <laughs> so why don't you shut your fucking mouth? I think a new segment on this show is going to be guest. You're familiar with Grapes of Wrath? Are you familiar with Grapes of Wrath? No? Tom Jody goes west <laughs> during the Dust Bowl. I think I would have thrived in the Dust Bowl. Oh, yeah. We did a lot of Dust Bowl. Um, okay. We did some Dust Bowl role play. My mom made me a costume for that in third grade. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or the Oklahoma, what was it? The Land Rush. Yeah. And we had to stake our claim with, like, we made, like, little stakes, like, that you stick into the ground. This is like a family project? No, this was for school. No, this is for school. What if this was just a thing that my parents and I decided to do? Your parents were like, you know what? We're from Texas, (laughs) but this is our new home. Let's get into this culture and dive into the history and work our way out. It's important to us that our children understand the mm-hmm. Oklahoma land rush. Yep. There is a philosophy <laughs> for you. Give that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, I've never been to Oklahoma, but I do enjoy watching Russell Westbrook play basketball. Ah, uh, he's not even on the team anymore, but that's what I know about. The you know, Thunder. I've never, I've never been to heaven. Uh huh. But I've been to Oklahoma. That's a song. Did you know that? No. It is the song. And you know what? I learned that like a month ago when my parents were here in New York City and my dad played that song for me. <laughs> I've never been to heaven. Is that Cheryl Crow? <laughs> that is, it's Cheryl Crow. It's on my playlist. <laughs> been to heaven. But I've been to Oklahoma. There it is. And there's some like, um, there's some lyrics on there that are super messed up. It's like, I've never been to Spain, but oh, I it's... like m- mariachi music. And okay. I'm like, nope, wrong. Yeah, the name of the song has never been to Spain, according to this. Yeah, I think that that's... So I would love to do a song just at listing places I've never been. Okay. It would be a really long song. Oh, sure. Because... Mars, never been. <laughs> Everyone, you know, literally everybody would have that on their list <laughs> if they wrote a song about places they'd never been to. Yeah, we got to do a 21st century version of Never Been to Spain. <laughs> But it's about never been. It's never been to Mars. Would you think, like, you know, Culp, I've been to so many places that when I think of the places I haven't been to, the first one I think of Mars, <laughs> Pluto. Um, yeah, in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto, cold much? <laughs> yeah. Cold much? <laughs> hey Mars, dusty much? <laughs> oh brother! Here we go. Oh yeah. I got to feel must be song i mean Who anything's sings a it? good song when elvis presley's singing dude is that an elvis song uh it sounds like this it is, uh, uh yeah never been to spain is a song written by hoyt axton originally released on his 1971 lp joy it was performed by three dog night later covered by elvis oh and we mm. just listened to the elvis version. we just listened to the elvis version oh very cool mm-hmm Nice. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> and that is our irrelevant bullshit. <laughs> and let me tell you, 
that bullshit was irrelevant. <laughs> that song right there, incredibly irrelevant. <laughs> now, Jenny Sanborn. Yes. The guest today on Young Versus Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, here at Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith, where our number is 718-928-9732. If you'd like to call that 718- Please call. 928-9732. Um, you were into food. Love food. You cooking? Uh-huh. What's a what's a staple of the Ginny Sanborn kitchen? Because I think we got to mm-hmm. get you a cookbook. Oh my word! I think that's what we got to do. Um, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of staples. Okay, because um, baby needs to spread those wings. Yes, okay? your your repertoire is too varied yeah, to have um, one staple. Let me tell you that Friday night, um, I made Vietnamese food. Here we go. It was very good. Uh huh. Did you what you make? Pho. No, I didn't make fuzz. Fuzz is um, notoriously incredibly difficult to make. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Leave it to the pros. I it wasn't like a specific type of Vietnamese food. I guess it was um, um, it was like some shrimp and some rice noodles, some vermicelli. Okay, as they say. Okay, so here's the cookbook. Um, Here's the cookbook. Okay, ready? Yes. Jenny Sanborn. Yep. Cooks her way through Southeast Asia. Okay. It's you going to Vietnam, Thailand, mm-hmm. Laos, mm-hmm. all the sites from the war, and you go through each one. Yep. Sampling the local cuisine and then teaching us how to make it. This is a bestseller of a book. Yeah. And that's like the perfect thing for a white woman like me to create. I'm going to teach you how to make the delicacies of Asia. Exactly. Exactly. You've heard of a white savior? Well, this is a white chef. <laughs> <laughs> still a savior though a it's really important that you know i'm still a savior <laughs> just uh i'm also a chef <laughs> yeah you make everybody call you chef wherever you go yeah it's like yeah chef yeah exactly the funniest thing about these cooking uh, shows is, is how much they respect the chef. rank of chef. chef yeah oh you know what i've been reading and is actually in my backpack right now uh, uh, not grapes of wrath no you know what it ain't grapes of wrath let me tell you that <laughs> Baby's a Philistine. Can I guess what you're going to say? Yes. Kitchen Confidential. Yes. Yes. <laughs> More name, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been reading it, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it was written in, so it's based on a uh, New Yorker article that was written in 99, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the book was written in, like, 2000. Yeah. Um, or was published in 2000. And it's, like, still very relevant Mm -hmm. i think yeah um and it's fascinating yeah and you know i became a fan of anthony bourdain as a tv personality and as a tv chef many of us did um because no matter where he went he had no reservations no reservations (laughs) don pardo loved loved no reservations (laughs) <laughs> well i'm a nightmare why did they say it like that i don't know no reservation <laughs> or um the, if you look at the or watch the intro to parts unknown yeah it is like the ultimate older white dude intro uh-huh. that i've ever seen oh yeah and i've been saying this for like a long time uh-huh and i love that show like i rewatch episodes a lot but anytime i see the like the intro, I'm just like, oh my god, a middle-aged white man absolutely produced this. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been reading Kitchen Confidential. It's fantastic, and it's so, it's uh, it's so nice to like. When I read it, I I hear his voice in my head. Yeah. Since we've watched these shows, we know how he speaks. We know his cadence, mm-hmm. and and it is exactly that. And it makes me think that like. Uh, you know, in these shows when he's his little VOs about wherever he's at and what he's eating, mm-hmm. all his like very cleverly written bits, have, he probably wrote those himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a national treasure when he was alive and he still is. What's happening in the book right now? Um, so I just learned about his like journey to chefdom. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Which Growing was up in very, Jersey. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, and, now he's talking about like um 
what you need in order to be like a great chef. Okay. And like What's little tips and tricks. But the thing about this book is like a, like a deluxe edition. So like a few years ago, I guess he like went through it and annotated it with like little like um notes to make it more. Oh, wow. The revised edition. Yeah, basically. And um, so sometimes he'll like write a thing and he's like, this, no one does this shit anymore. And then <laughs> I like skip a whole paragraph because it's like, you know, these are the things that every home chef needs. But if he's saying, I don't need to read these four inches on squeezy bottles, I'm not going to do it. And if a demi glass is no longer on menus, I don't need to know how to make make it. Yeah. But it's really good. What are the wait? So are the tips specifically about like like the tips like that? Or are they like philosophical? Like to be a good chef, you need to have the heart of a warrior. Um, they're not like that. Okay. They're, they're like, here are the tools that you need, the literal tools. Okay. Yeah. Bar and spoon. Uh, yeah. Stirring rod. Exactly. Um, um, sharp knife. Yep. Let me see if I can guess the tools. Okay. There's like a ton. Stirring rod. Sure. Sharp knife. Yes. It's number one. Cheese grater. Mm-hmm. A good colander. Mm-hmm. A blender. Mm-hmm. Preferably a bullet blender. Oh, he doesn't like the bullet blender. Oh, no. He said specifically no bullet. No bullet. And you know what my Philistine ass thought when I read that? Okay. Was, I thought the magic bullet came out like 10 years ago. <laughs> I didn't know that there was such a thing as a bullet blender. Pre-magic bullet. So, that's just a little something about me. Because I'm comfortable enough sharing that with our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> But yes, Kitchen Confidential is wonderful. I learned um, that I should not order mussels at a restaurant unless I look at the restaurant's supply and pick them out myself. Whoa. Because, and this is gross. Can I say a gross thing? Yeah. So if they're not stored properly, mussels at a restaurant, they're basically just sitting in their own piss. Gross. Isn't that gross? Yeah, that's really So they gross. need to be properly drained. And he talks about being at like a really nice restaurant mm-hmm. and getting mussels. And there happened to be a stinker in the bunch. Ooh. And, and they just I like have pee-pee. been there where I went to a really nice place, my favorite restaurant in New York City. Uh-huh. And I ordered mussels. And there was a stinker in the bunch. Oh my God. And it ruined me that, that night. Yeah. Ugh. Mussels taste like pee pee. I don't like when they taste like pee pee. Do they really taste like no pee pee? Uh, no, they don't taste like pee pee. Um, but they um, give you food poisoning. No pee pee on my muscles, please. Um, I'll have the muscles the and a glass of rose. And can you please make sure no pee pee? <laughs> Guys, Colby's like <laughs> losing it right now. <laughs> uh, I oh uh, yeah, the the ordering the no pee pee really got me. Um, can I have my my shellfish pee pee free? PPF pee pee free? No pee pee. Hey, any questions about the menu today? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the pee pee sitch? How's your drainage back there? Because I don't like pee pee. <laughs> no pee pee. <laughs> Man, wow, our listeners just dipped greatly. <laughs> yeah, they loved it. They loved it when we were talking about local Brooklyn spots we love to eat at, like Court Street Grocer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're all gone. And now they're like, God, they just kept talking about muscle piss. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, 718-928-9732 is our number. That's 718-928-9732. If you'd like to call in, we probably have time for maybe a quick call if anybody wants to call yeah. like Tim Keck. T- yeah, Tim Keck. Tim Keck would get off and his ass and call this son show. Son of a bitch. Tim Keck. It's an open forum. Just sitting yeah. there. I know he's just watching Taylor Swift's Miss Americana, <laughs> which honestly, cool, but I'm oh, upset I can't that you haven't brought that up yet. You know what? I was just going to say that it's a absolute crime that mm-hmm. i haven't mentioned this documentary to mm-hmm. you i talked about it briefly on the show yeah the weekend it came out mm-hmm. which is if i may start the discussion in the following way please to me yes. this documentary is about how being famous as famous as she is 
It's about her realizing that that does not exempt her from making the difficult decisions of adult life. Yep. <laughs> does this resonate with you? That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Go on. What was your uh, uh, read? Um, I, I mean, I liked it. But yeah. like I said with The Office, I think my blind loyalty clouds my judgment sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, when it sure, comes sure. to Taylor Swift. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was, um, you know, we knew that she didn't want to share her political views. We didn't really understand why. No. Um, and, and now I, we know. But now we know. And, you know, frankly, it makes sense. A super Republican dad who is involved in her business, I guess. Oh, is it? Was her dad super Republican? Her dad was in this this scene where she's like sitting with her mom and like cross-legged on these chairs. Just like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And someone goes, would Bob Hope do it? Oh, I remember that. That's yeah. her dad. Mm. Uh, her dad is like erased from this like intimate behind the scenes portrait except for that scene. Well, to my knowledge, Here we and go. Taylor, I know you're listening, and I, I could be very wrong about this. Okay. Um, okay. To my knowledge, she doesn't have a great relationship with her father. Gotcha. So. Wonder what that's about. So it sounds like they have differing political views. Sure. Um, I believe that her mother and father are no longer together. Uh-huh. And she obviously has a very strong relationship with her mom. Yeah, she wants to have singing about her. Um, she, she sings about her so much. Um, it's like we get it. <laughs> my God, <laughs> you're going to jail, Cole. <laughs> Taylor's listening. Go on, okay, I'm I'm going to send you to jail. Go on. Um, but yeah, I thought it. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it definitely shows that. Like, you have to understand that you're still a grown up, even if you're famous. Uh-huh. You still got to make gotta, choices. You gotta decide. Where but you I stand. do understand that. Like, you know. When you're uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, and even like at 28, mm-hmm. 29, 30, uh, it's, you want to do what makes people happy as yeah. far as like your job. Yeah, you yeah. want to do what you think is what, like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do for my job. Yeah. I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut about this stuff. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. And if you don't know anything else, why would you? Yeah. So I get it. I mean, is it ultimately just like a carefully manicured uh, uh, piece of like the the pop star propaganda machine? Uh, Probably. Sure. Probably. But like. Good movie, though. Sure. Very watchable. (laughs) And I also think that that tear she goes on at the end about how she's basically like, I only have a couple years left of being young and hot and I have to feel I have to decide what (laughs) I want to do with that is very real. um, And I think insightful. Yeah. As far as uh, 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 pop stardom is concerned. Yep. She's thinking about the long term. Yeah. Here. You know, she wants to do this her whole life. She doesn't want to burn out. She wants to fade away. I want her to do it her whole life. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck listening to my high school playlist. <laughs> and you know what? Right now, it's just okay. <laughs> <laughs> the playlist? Yeah. It's uh, It's good. But it's not great. We can bump it up. We'll bump. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll play um, some Michelle Branch as we go out. Oh, wonderful! Here as a farewell, I think we should do something very simple. Okay, Sanborn. What is I it? I think you and me used to do a quick improv scene. Okay, sure. <laughs> as a gift to the listeners. Oh, because this is oh, what our they... listening just listeners just uh, went right back up. Our that's, little measuring tool. That's exactly right. This is what they want. Hmm. Uh huh. All right. So let's get a. Uh, Let's get a suggestion of anything at all. From me. From the audience. From the audience, yep. So our number is uh, 718-928-9732. Please call up with your one word. With your one word suggestion. suggestion. Please. Um, The number again is (laughs) 718-928-9732. And the random word generator has uh-huh. said constraint. Constraint. Constraint okay. is our word. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> you're, uh, uh, you're holding me a little too tight. It's because I love you. Okay. Well, okay. I, I understand that you're a little embarrassed of me. Mm-hmm. 
but you know that I love you more than anything in the world, and I just want everyone to know. I mean, I'm cool with everybody knowing. It's just that this parachute's probably only going to hold one person's weight. Listen, we made a commitment to be with each other for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And I'm taking that literally and figuratively. So if we're diving out of this plane, uh-huh. babe, we're going to do it together. I don't care what instructor... <laughs> phoenix says yeah no i understand it's just that there are a lot of other parachutes available up here and i i I would feel more safe if we each had our own individual parachutes really because i'm pregnant uh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) and scene And that was perfect improv. <laughs> That's exactly right. Folks, uh, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Persons Radio. We will be back next week. Thank you again to Ginny Sanborn for coming back. Thank you for having Making me. Making her third appearance. Such a pleasure to be here and always. the chart just keeps going up. Oh, wow. Did far... I make up for the last two times I was here? The last two... Well, I, I will say that the, the line started... At the bottom. Uh-huh. But now it's on the way up. On the way up. <laughs> Love it. I'll make sure to read Grapes of Wrath before I'm here next time to avoid yeah, you, maybe such I should, embarrassment. I should start giving <gasps> the guests homework. Yeah, you should. <laughs> make sure you read Grapes of Wrath before you come back. Yep. And you're coming back next week, right? Yep, I am. I am. <laughs> okay, great. So I'm going to head to um, the old Barnes & Noble after this. <laughs> well folks stick around for two thumbs undecided and the many other great shows that we've got coming for you here on radio free brooklyn live all day on this sunday uh you can find out more about the station at radiofreebrooklyn.com but i also want to quickly remind everyone uh that radio free brooklyn's drive to five fundraising campaign is still going on we turned five years old in May, and your boy Kolb's been here for three and a half of those. Oh, yeah, baby. And we need to raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you commercial-free independent radio for another five years. And we're only about – I don't think this is correct, actually. It says we're only about 30% there, but I just saw a thing yesterday that said we're halfway. So keep, keep, keep going. Even better. Keep getting us there. Uh, if you'd like to make a small uh, uh, monthly donation, you can text RFB Gives. Uh, wait, that's confusing. It's R-F-B-G-I-V-E-5, the number five. I'm sorry, we're making this so hard for you guys. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're only 50% there. You, you know what? Instead, just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash drive to five, uh, and you can find out all the ways that you can give and support the station. And the, one of the best ways to do that, of course, is with your listenership. So we Woo. thank you for doing that. Jenny, thank you again for coming. Thank today. you for having me. Such Always a pleasure. So fun to talk to you. Uh, and we're going to go out to who else? Michelle Branch. There we go. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. This was it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm already. I'm taking mm-hmm. back. No calls this episode. You notice that? Oh, yeah. I noticed. I think it's me. <laughs> you know what? There's no calls the last time I was here either, so it might be me. Yep. <laughs> and the time before that, my dad. <laughs> Bye. Bye.